true enemy is still out there. <laughs> Only thing standing in his path is in order. You are the bravest man I've ever known. Hello and welcome to Curiosity Killed the Cat. I'm your host, Sarah, and in this episode, I'm going to be getting into Willow, the new Disney Plus show, the continuation of the 80s movie, uh, and I will be diving into episodes one through three. So let's get into this. So here we go into the universe of Willow. Um, this movie means a lot to me. It was one of my favorite movies just ever growing up. It still is uh, probably top three, if not my favorite, fa like most favorite fantasy movie of all time. Um, I feel like uh, I, I have a, a kindred spirit and just, you know, uh, relationship with, with Warwick Davis. I love, I love him um, as Willow as uh, in the movie, just this young farmer father uh, who wants to prove himself as a sorcerer and, um, you know, happens to encounter the biggest adventure of his life. And here we are now, however many decades later, um, and he's about to embark on a whole new big adventure uh, with Laura Dannon still in tow. So that being said, um, I was like really nervous when they said that they were going to be making this show. Um, just, you know, things can go one way or they can go another. And especially if something means a lot to you, you know, whoo, you, you, you hope it goes the right way. And, um, I got super lucky earlier this year, um, when uh, Star Wars Celebration was happening in Anaheim, I went the very first day, just for the first day, and not only was I blessed with uh, the first, um, I think it was the first showing of the trailer for Andor, uh, when the day was wrapping up, um, besides, I, I missed Ewan and I missed Hayden Christensen coming out, I, I was in my car don't ask. I, I miss them. But what I did not miss was Diego Luna and Genevieve O'Reilly coming out on stage um, and showing us the trailer again, uh, which was wonderful. So with the Lucasfilm theme uh, going on for the day, uh, they surprised us with the trailer for Willow. And it was really cool. And that was like really early in the day. And I was like, okay, all right, it looks good. We've got a, obviously a whole new crew of people coming in. If I can get used to, if I can get used to the new people, it shouldn't be a problem, right? And so it looked, it looked just scrumptious, right? Um, and uh, by the end of the day, they had uh, Warwick Davis, and they had uh, Sorsha come out and. Um, Oh my God, is it Jason or Jonathan Kasdan? I hope I didn't say his name wrong. Um, they came out and it was crazy. And it was like, um, I don't know. I can't even describe it. Like, and where I was like standing by the stage, I was like kind of pretty close to the stage. And I'm a short, 
you know, I'm a short girl. So I managed to have a good spot. I could see really clearly and just being able to see Warwick Davis there, just knowing how important he is to like the Star Wars community. And then like he is really big in the horror community because um, I still have never seen this movie, but like Leprechaun is a kind of a cult classic uh, for the horror fans out there. And, um, you know, for us, uh, you know, Harry Potter people, he's Mr. He's uh, Professor Flitwick. He is also a uh, shit. What? Um, Grip Hook, right? I think Grip Hook is the name of the of the goblin he plays. So anyways, um, just so many things. He's iconic. He is one of my favorite actors just ever. And so I could just go on. I could do a whole episode. I should just do a whole episode about Warwick Davis at this point. But, um, uh, you know, this episode, I should say, is pretty much dedicated to um, uh, my favorite handle that she had was the Sam Pork handle on Twitter. Um, but Fennec, Fennec, Fennec Sam um, is like the Willow connoisseur and... Um, you know, since the show started, it's been really nice to see other willow, willow heads come out of the, out of the caves and out of the, the nooks and crannies of the world and, and rejoice in this willow revival. And so, um, you know, uh, I watched the first two episodes as they premiered. Um, and then, you know, just this morning watched the newest episode and, uh, this evening, I rewatched all three of them together. And that was really fun because I think at this point, at the, the third episode, everybody feels nice and worn in in a good way. Like the characters feel like, okay, all right, I could put on my willow boots before I push play and I'm ready for Kit and Jade and their fun dynamic. And, um, Borman getting ready to either tell some tall tale or, uh, you know, have a, 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 a freaking cracking one liner. Um, and then Willow, God damn Willow. I forgot that sometimes in the movie he could be a little bit of a wet blanket. And I only mean that in an endearing way because like somebody had to be the grown up between him and bad Morgan. And so like, uh, they did play with that a little bit here. Um, seeing Sorsha again. Oh my God. When she pulled out the spiky sword and now Kit's running around with that crazy sword. Like that thing fucking freaked me out as a kid. I was like, who is this pretty redheaded lady dressed in this crazy ass all black fucking armor with this crazy spiky sword? Like... My little brain as a kid, little girl was like, yeah, like, I don't know. Princesses were cool. And the name Sarah means princess. That's my name, whatever. But like the fact that she was a princess and like this crazy ass warrior and her mom was like this gnarly fucking evil queen. It just, it just seared into my brain. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Sorsha's character has been interesting so far. I don't think we saw any of her in episode three. Um, 
what we did get to see of Eric, I thought was kind of fun and a little bit tropey in a good way. It was like the good kind of cheese. Um, we get our introduction to Laura Dannon, the muffin girl, um, AKA the muffin girl, um, at the same time. So I thought that was kind of interesting that the two of them were, um, bonding together, um, in their introduction. Um, I do kind of miss having him like, I feel like he was like a, a really good, um, what am I trying to say? He's Kit's twin. So I feel like him and Kit had uh, a good dynamic in that first episode. And I'm kind of missing that a little bit. But hopefully we get to him here at some point soon. Um, we're supposed to have Christian Slater pop up. Um, one of the brownies, Kevin Pollock, he's supposed to... Um, He's supposed to show up at some point, so I'm really excited. Oh, and one of my favorite uh, supermodels, and of course I cannot remember her name, um, in some of the publicity stills, she's the one that has, like, the cool space buns that, like, you can see that her and Borman have, like, some kind of a dynamic going on. Um, I'm really interested to see who she is. Um, I thought it was delightful that uh, Warwick Davis's um, own daughter played his on-screen daughter Mims in this. Um, that was really sweet in episode two, uh, when she like sees Alora and she's like, you know, just like talking about her when she was a baby. That was really sweet. Um, it, it was like kind of sad that all the Elwins had to go, um, under, underground but it was still kind of cool um freaking willow he just cracks me up like when the one um when the prince of galadorn was like trying to talk about um the magic of the gales or something he was like uh excuse me i'm high elwin and it just like it's just so funny like he has to like assert himself like throughout the whole ordeal and it's funny like and then him getting frustrated doing the spell with Alora um only for her to you know get knocked over the head and the spell had worked uh oh yeah and Kit saw that I for shoot I forgot she was the one that saw that um and also Willow said lesbians they said lesbians and they said denim denim and lesbians and swords and metal okay they're giving us heavy metal at the end of every single episode going into the credits we had enter sandman hello at the end of episode three like i lost my shit i was like what the fuck we were looking at this like raining lightning swirling dark straight out of your dreams like nightmare castle and Enter Sandman starts playing. And then we see that the poor prince, you know, he'd gotten stabbed by the bad magic. Which, like, I think something... I've, like... Listen, I like his weird little ass. Okay, Mr. Spider-Man. I know he was in the spy the newest Spider-Man movies, okay? I just... I'm wondering if something may or may not be up here. Um, I don't know. I like him. But I don't know if the, he got stabbed. I got that. But, like, 
when he was like in the first episode looking out at the tower when like they were fighting like when everybody was fighting the gales which like i want to get into like big time um i'm just gonna keep this like adhd we're just gonna go back and forth from different different episodes and yeah he just like he was looking out the window and it's like i know he was kind of scared but like i don't know i I'm going to have to, like, look at his chest again because I was like, is this, like, something that he already had that, like, got, I don't know, whatever. Something might be up there. I could be wrong. I could be barking up the wrong tree here. Um, I, I've done that plenty of times here in the past. But um, I will try to keep this episode kind of, kind of quickish because um, I'm not, I'm not quite sure if I'm going to come back to Willow. Um, we'll see. I'm just playing everything by ear, keeping it footloose, fancy free, um, and trying not to keep things too much on a schedule. Um, but, uh, to get into the gales. So we have this like crone lady, right? Like the big bad, as far as we know, is this crone that's going to just, I don't know, harbor the end of the world. That's what they all do. Something horrible, something awful. And we see these, like, um, four, I think there was four of them, gnarly creatures, this crow thing, this guy with this caged head, 13 ghosts looking mother trucker, um, the guy with, like, the little metal whip thing, and then there was the dude with the staff, I think, um, and the one casts this, like, fog spell, and then it's, like, it, it reminded me a little bit please no hate reminded me a little bit of when, um, Gore, the God butcher showed up in Thor love and thunder. He kind of like had like the town kind of like fog up and had all these like nightmare, like shadow monsters like appear. And this was like kind of similar to that, which I like that. You know what I mean? Like I really, I really enjoyed this sort of creeping up into the town slowly, but surely, you know, Kit thinks she's about to just break out of this marriage thing. We see her kiss Jade. Again, they said lesbians. And Jade just told her that she was going to be going on some night thing with the Ballantine guy, who I'm pretty sure he was in Game of Thrones. He's got the deepest fucking voice I've ever heard in my life. Um, it was very impressive once he, once he had the bad magic put in him. But, um... Yeah, they come creeping into town. Uh, Sorsha, queen of everything. She's been talking to this freaking dude in the prison cell who, like, seems to be a little bit snarky. Bab Morgan had left long ago on some mission and has never come back. Kit just assumed that he took a Laura Dannon somewhere and just, like, stayed with her. And it's just, like, whatever. Kit's got a chip on her shoulder. She's got, like, 50 chips on her shoulder, okay? And you know what? I'm glad she has Jade to tell her to, like, chill out every now and then. You know what I mean? Um, but anyways, these gales come. Sorsha, you know, lets Borman out of the fucking, uh, his prison cell. He has this giant cleaver thing. Uh, again, Sorsha busts out that crazy-ass sword. Her and Kit's fight side by side. Um, uh, Eric comes down after kind of pledging himself. It, it wasn't, it didn't seem, maybe it was an engagement scene. It had, um, 
uh, it had like, um, what am I trying to say? What is the thing? Oh, it had promise ring vibes to it. If, uh, if you know what I mean, um, he gave her this bracelet, which I'm going to have to see again in episode four. If I do another rewatch, if she's still wearing it, I'm sure she is. Um, the one thing like, okay, now, okay. So the Gales, that was kind of cool. They disappeared. They took Eric and now it's like, okay, we have to form the fellowship and go get Eric and bring him back. And, um, well, what do you know? Muffin girl tags along. Well, what do you know? Muffin girl isn't just muffin girl. She's the Alora Dannon. Okay. The Mark, everything. When they go meet Willow, you know, he, he, you know, it appears. And so I think that like, rather than trying to like, keep it like super under wraps, they just sort of just put it right out there, which like, you know, I'm kind of into that, but like, I don't know. I just like, if we know who she is now, then like, let's, I just feel like we lost a ginger. You know what I mean? Like we deserve to have another redhead on the show. That baby was the most phenomenally redheaded child I've ever seen in my life. Alora Dannon and the red hair, they just go like together. And I know baby's eyes change colors, but like Alora Dannon had brown eyes and red hair. And now it's like, she's just a blonde, uh, blue eyed, blonde haired, faired, like fantasy kind of tropey thing and like it's fine the actress does a great job you know but like I just if I have one you know little hang up with the show if I will get nitpicky about something it's just like it just felt slightly lackluster and that's that could just be me I could just be I Maybe I want to be a Lord Dannon and maybe I'm just jealous. But with that being said, um, I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see what kind of a character Christian, Christian Slater is going to be playing. Um, I am really bummed. Oh, you know what? Okay, we got to go back to the lesbians. We met a whole brand new couple. And let me tell you, it is homophobic to kill a lesbian in a TV show or in a movie. It just is because like the walking dead used to do that like all the time. And like other shows would do that. You would like finally have like two chicks in a relationship and then it'd be like, Oh no, one of them gets murdered. And it's just, it just happens all the time in fictional fucking shit. And we get a whole new pair and both of them, boom, gone. Just like that. The denim and the lesbians, gone, gone. But bless, bless them. They enlisted to fight for Laura Dannon. And I think, I think the actress who plays Laura really came into her own this episode. Um, and yeah, the, these two, these two women right here, God bless them. They were really cool. And that was a really fun outfit. The one lady was wearing the axe lady. That was really nice. 
Um, yeah, Alora, she does need some, everybody needs a fresh pair of clothes. Everybody needs a, a, a proper change. Uh, a, they need a night at the inn, but right now they are in the middle of rain and muck. We lost the wagon. That thing got shot down like, uh, what was the name of the Mandalorian's ship? The Razor Crest. Remember when that thing just went, <laughs> it just was gone. Spoil, spoiler alert for the Mandalorian, uh, season two. Did that happen in season two? I think it was that happened in season two. Anyways, the wagon is gone. Oh, we lost Silas, man. Pour one out for him. That was a bummer. That was Willow's bestie. And um, unfortunately, he is not with us anymore. So rest in peace. Rest in peace to Silas. Valentine's gone. Jade had to kill her mentor. It happens to the best of us, especially the Sith, which. No, I don't think she got cast in the Acolyte. Did she, in the, did she get cast in the Acolyte? Can somebody let me know if the actress that plays Jade, she was also in the solo movie. Was she cast in the Acolyte? That's the Sith show. That's the Star Wars Sith show that's going to be coming out at some point here. I don't know. In the next year or two. But um, that's going to be so fun. A fucking Sith show. Anyways, wrong Lucasfilm uh, property here. Um, let's see. What else? What else do we have to get into with this show? I know there's like probably a few more things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm missing the twin dynamic. That was kind of fun. Um, I think it's very fitting that uh, Sorsha and Bad Mardigan had twins. Um, I think they both possess uh, their mother and father's spirits very, very well. Um, I thought they did a good job with that. Um, the guy who plays Borman, holy fucking Christ. I just want to know how tall he is, you know? just want to know how tall he is. He sure can swing that meat cleaver around. Um... Yeah. So anyways, it was really exciting to see Willow back on the screen when uh, when his buddy pretended to be him. That was hilarious. He's like, I'm Willow the Great Sorcerer. I'm sorry, I should not be doing any accents today. Um, and that didn't sound like him at all. Um, but yeah, no, like when Willow just comes out and he's like, oh, Alora Dannon, that's you. It just, yeah, chef's kiss. Um you can't beat it. To get him to shelter, something. Yeah, but what do you suggest, huh? We're right in the middle of. I don't even know where I'm in the middle of. I do. So I am hoping that eventually in the Willow show that we get like a two-headed dragon that, like, if somebody chops the head off of it, like, just another head of the dragon grows. 
Um, I just like those effects in the, the Willow film, you know, they may be old and whatnot, but like, man, they, they held up when I was a kid and they freaked me out. Uh, the trolls, like, let's get into the movie for just a hot minute before we like wrap up and say goodbye. Um, you know, and, and move off into the night here. Um, like, okay, first of all, you have a witchy evil queen trying to hunt down a baby girl and like kill it. Okay. Like what? First of all. And then you have this like old lady who's like, well, okay, I'll save the baby. Right. Okay. Then is like eaten by the death dogs, puts the baby in some little, like the, the best little freaking raft nest thing that she could make and just lets the baby go down river. Like, no more Daikini town. We're going down to the Nelwyn. The, 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 are they Nelwyn? I think it starts with an N. Um, and then you have, like, the most precious little boy and girl in the whole world find this little ginger baby, this ginger empress, right? Like I said, we got cheated a redhead, all right? If they don't make this Allure Dan in a redhead by the end of the show, I might boycott it. No, I won't. I'm, I'm not going to be that nitpicky. But give us the redhead, okay? Um, and then we're introduced to Willow, you know? And he's just like, don't fall in love with the baby. Everybody falls in love with the baby. You know, he's trying to just, you know, get through the day by day, avoid Virgil cut at all costs and uh just wants to just be the best sorcerer that he can be right um you know they've got the little event in the town is is the 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 high sorcerer gonna pick an apprentice you know willow doesn't pick the right finger we see this parallel with allura and him um in the show which was really cool and, um, you know, by the end of this whole deal, the death dogs come back and, um, they're look they're clearly looking for a baby. Everybody's always looking for a Lord Dannon. Okay. The theme continues. Okay. We are still looking for her. Um, and so this sets, this is the big wheel, you know, Another parallel, we broke the wheel to the carriage in this newest Willow episode. Um, the, the big wheel gets turning. Willow has to go. He has to take the baby. He has to say goodbye to his own wife and children um, in, in order, you know, for this sort of destiny and fate to work itself out. And he leaves with Migosh, his BFF for life, uh, and a couple couple of the other you know, soldiers in town. I think Virgil, yeah, Virgil Cut goes with them and uh, they don't last too long. It ends up being Migosh and Willow and the baby. Uh, you know, they're supposed to give it to the first Daikini that they see. Oh my God, who is it? None other than Val Kilmer locked in a cage with all the world's charm fucking in, in one character. Okay, the greatest swordsman who ever lived. And, um... Yeah, they make the mistake of leaving the baby with him. And, you know, the best part is when Willow and Migosh think that they're going back home. And the brownies 
are like with the hawk and the baby and they're like, I stole the baby. Oh, it's so, it's so good. It's probably when it, the brownies are like the funniest things in the whole world. When the one says your mother was a lizard and then the fairy dust gets knocked on the one and he falls in love with the cat. And then the one goes swimming in the beer. It's just so fucking good. They were so good. The way that they freaking spar with Val Kilmer the whole time. Um, and like crying. Um, it is so funny. That like they call him stupid. <laughs> like it's so fucking funny. They're the best. The brownies are the best. So I am so excited to see um at least one half of them show back up in the show because um yeah, for being the teeniest characters in 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 this lore that we know of, a lot of people don't like them or like are kind of afraid of them. Um like the one lady at the end, she's like, brownies? I hate brownies. Um, but I don't know. It's just, the movie's just magical. You've got Willow that need, that talks to one sorceress that tells him that he needs to find another sorceress to defeat an evil sorceress. Like, okay, sure. I'm down. I buy it. What is the one sorceress? This beautiful, like, blonde, curly-haired, share-looking chick that flies in the forest with the brownies. And then the other sorceress is a fucking little ferret that has been banished to an island because the evil sorceress sent her there. And now we have to have Willow try to turn her back into a beautiful young woman like she was. And, bro, it's just not going to happen. Not on Willow's watch. Okay? Not this time. And as much as it hurt me when Sorsha told him he wasn't a great sorcerer. <laughs> I mean, he tried. He really tried. He really tried. And he eventually brought uh, Rizal into her human form. Eventually. But, uh... Yeah, it's great. Then you have Bad Morda turning everybody in into into pigs, which like plays into the whole uh Odysseus thing, uh the siren thing, uh turning all of his men into pigs, and then by the time you get oh, Tira's lean, oh my god, that's some of the that's some of the best fantasy in the whole world there. When you've got Willow freaking going at it with the trolls with his little uh magical acorns and you got bad mortigan putting on his bad mortigan putting on his um uh that armor that's in there and it's just them um it's just yeah and then you get the 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 dragon fucking thing it, it just spectacular and then <coughs> and then we get the climax of freaking Bab uh of Bav Morta finally having possession of the baby, wrapping, swaddling this kid in the most metal looking baby outfit ever, that red with the the black leather on it. Oh my god, like this tiny baby looks like it's getting ready to go to the most rocking concert of all time. And she's about to do this like evil ceremony on it. Um, you get the stop motion a little bit with some of the, the instruments in it. You get the, that Gandalf fucking, 
uh, Saruman fucking old lady fight right there. Oh my god, between Rizelle and and Bathmorda and Bathmorda turning on Sorsha because Sorsha turned on her. And I remember just being like, oh my god, like it freaked me out to see a mom being that mean to like a daughter like that. And oh my God, anyways, I'm out of breath. I'm done. I think I've just like spieled the whole Willow movie in about like less than 10 minutes. But um, yeah, Willow, it he freaking, you know, Sorsha kind of knocked him down by, by, by saying, oh, what the, the, the old uh, pig disappearing trick. Well, listen, the pig disappearing trick tricked your mom. She was kind of a bitch. I mean, and I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't use that word lightly here, okay? Bavmorta was a see you next Tuesday, okay? I won't say it, but I'm going to say it. Um, and I liked when Sorsha was like, oh, when, when, uh, when Kit was like, oh, yeah, you can't choose your mom. And Sorsha was like, oh, you think I'm bad? You should have met my mother. Ha, ha, ha. So I think that's going to do it for this Willow episode. Um, like I said, I'm not sure if I'm going to be coming back, um, back to Willow or not for the podcast. Uh, we shall see. Um, but I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying how, uh, fun and fresh it is, um, that there is a little nostalgia with it, but like it's, it's not heavy handed and the show feels like it could be like almost like it could be its own show. Like, well, okay. That sounds so stupid. It feels like it it could be its own thing. Kind of like how, like with Andor, I like, if it wasn't a star Wars thing, it still would be an amazing fucking grade a top notch show. You know, I feel like that's what we're kind of, I feel like um, if it wasn't tied to the Willow movie, it would still be a really fun fantasy show. Um, I did not get into Lord of the Rings, uh, the Amazon show. I didn't get into that as much as I thought I would. Um, I don't think I ever got past like the second or third episode, but I kind of want to go back to it. Um, House of the Dragon uh, you know, I went, I went deep on that, that there was, there was never a question about that. Um, but, uh, that being said, I still, I still owe a a proper wrap up of, uh, of, of House of the Dragon for this podcast, um, and still need to do an Andor episode. So keep it, keep an ear out, um, hopefully over the next, couple weeks before the holiday gets, uh, the holiday season gets too crazy. I could finally, um, catch up on those, but I just thought, you know what? Willow's been a fun ride. Let's just do a quick little episode on it. Um, like I said, the movie is very near and dear to me. Um, you know, a lot of people grew up with Princess Bride or, um, Never Ending Story. You know, that might be your fantasy movie, but for me growing up, uh, it was always Willow. Um, if not Willow, it was like the cartoon version of The Lion, The Witch in the Wardrobe. And, uh, just real quick before I leave, um, 
I, for the first time in forever, I signed back up for YouTube premium. Um, I really like the benefit of having a bunch of free movies to watch on there. And so I was looking through the free movies, which like, you know, there's some, there's some doozies on there, but there's some like legit good ones. Um, they had the 1987 version of Hansel and Gretel and Cloris Leachman is the witch in it. And I just remember growing up seeing that quite often. Um, so like it may not be a big, uh, movie fantasy thing from the eighties, but it was a fantasy movie from the eighties that, you know, I appreciated watching multiple times throughout the nineties. So, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this, uh, this willow themed episode. Um, I am forever grateful and blessed to have been in the same presence and room and space uh, uh, as Warwick Davis, as Willow himself, and to hear them talk about the show that they seem like they had a really good time making. And um, yeah, so I'm loving the show so far. I love the movie and thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. Stay healthy. And uh, I hope you all have a great rest of the week. I'll see you next time.